0: all right so what are you you drinking tonight
1: i've got a devil's backbone my man cheers cheers clink
0: clink (laughs) (laughs) uh what what do you got are you drinking water no, t- so on this day, uh, January 31st, 2023, Central Texas is experiencing a very intense uh, winter storm. Uh, and so... We got,
1: we got frozen over. Yes. Jake and I are huddled together in blankets. <laughs> and we're going to have to make love tonight just, just to stay warm <laughs> and make it through
0: the night. It's going to be a real Tristan and these old, you know, vibe going on. Uh J- did you ever see Tristan and Isolde? I didn't catch the What is it? I I think five people five people in the audience right now are like cheering at this reference. Woo! Is it Isolde or Isolde? Isolde probably Isolde. Uh
1: it's I am correcting you. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I have seen it, the, the the the
0: title. What, it, what is it? It's Tristan and Isolde. Mm-hmm. It's a James Franco uh classic. Uh-huh. Uh the tagline was Before Romeo and Juliet, there was Tristan and Isolde.
1: Where's Franco been? What happened? Oh, (laughs) Oh, okay, never mind. Anyway, oh, do they do they huddle together for warmth? They do.
0: Like he, like if I'm not, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. uh, But if I'm not mistaken, he like Isolde finds him in a river, and he's like, like freezing. So she she gets her like her like maiden. She's like, take off your clothes, and I'll take off mine. And they take off James Franco's, and they like sandwich him to keep him warm. Sure. That that it, that like that scene is like stuck. I, the rest of the movie, don't remember much, but like for some reason that scene, like I always oh, think- for some reason <laughs> survival
1: reasons. <you> know? <laughs> Adapted for the screen and directed by James Franco. So, <laughs> so
0: for this for this scene. <laughs> That All was right. a, that was an interesting time uh, in cinema when uh, there was like a lot of, well, I say a lot, but I only have really one example, uh, like A Knight's Tale, like when they like, there was a lot of like medieval, medieval uh, cinematic storytelling going on.
1: Uh, and a lot of Shakespearean things, like 10 things I had about you.
0: That's right. Oh, man. No, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Sippin' Memos.
1: Welcome I'm Elliot.
0: <laughs> hey, and I'm Jake. And uh, you're listening to the internet's premier uh, audio podcast, wherein Elliot and I dissect two albums. Um, I've done this. I've this is like my thing. And I'm... <laughs> yeah, you're the guy that does the, the intro so well. Um, I mean, us- usually I should say. Hey, I'm like falling apart because I'm thinking about Tristan and Isolde, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wherein Elliot and I uh, talk about. Uh, '90s albums uh, of the rock and electronica genres. Uh, oftentimes, right. sometimes, rarely over mimosas. Um, mm. uh, but tonight we're having. Sounds like we're having a beer, and I'm drinking um gin and pineapple juice.
1: Ooh, gin and juice tonight, Jake.
0: I'm I'm getting fancy with it.
1: Oh, I like that. Okay, I, I got this devil's backbone, and it's 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 hitting me well. I'm feeling <laughs> good. Feeling yeah. good. Feeling great. Feeling, feeling sexy, feeling cool, feeling a little, a uh, little horn sectiony. If you know what I'm saying,
0: yeah. I'm feeling uh, like a sexy boy. I don't know about you.
1: Uh. Hey, <laughs> uh, but if it gets any colder, it's not going to be Tristan in and in day. It's going to be like, uh alive. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Jake an hour, an hour and a half from now. I'd be like, I need pizza rolls, and Jake, look, Jake looks like a substitute. I'll make bagel bites out <laughs> of Jake's beard and stuff. So Elliot, Did decide- I ruin the- <laughs> I ruined the. I ruined that we had we had such momentum there, and then I, I said I was going to eat you, you, and then and that, that, that well, crossed the line. We've talked well, about
0: way weirder things on this show. Well, we got to like the transition like thirty seconds in. <laughs> it usually takes us thirty oh, minutes. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> that was just a, just a just a little tease, baby. Just a little tease because *Nice Tail* stars Heath Ledger. Oh, okay. So Elliot, besides that, *Devil's Backbone*. Uh, have you seen, heard, done anything cool lately?
1: Uh, <laughs> done anything cool? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I taught my baby how to wink. Um, but anyways, oh. well Well, like, it's more like I, I, I'll wink at her and she kind of like blinks, like all slow, like that. It's pretty sweet. Anyway, enough about her. She gets so much attention. I'm sick of it. No, I'm joking. Um, correct me if we've talked about it before, but have you been watching White Lotus, dude? I think we may have
0: briefly touched on it last episode or before, but did you finish it?
1: Oh, I tore through both seasons and it is tremendous, dude.
0: Uh, so what were your thoughts on, um, the end of season two?
1: Um, I felt gross. I think that's how I was supposed to feel, uh, I was like, oh, man. Like, boy, even rich people have problems too, huh? Nice little lesson. lesson. Uh, But like my whole takeaway from the show is like, wow, that Mike White figured it out. Like all this, the show is like all set in these like six-star luxury hotel and resort spots. That means all the production is set there. So like they just rent a crazy expensive hotel, film it there, stay there. And eat there and all that like so production must be happy as shit and i can't imagine that's not affecting the outcome of the show like because everyone's happy as hell like you know their afternoons off or on the beach or or wherever i've heard season three is going to be in japan yeah that sounds, yeah that sounds amazing
0: well that's that's kind of like that theory behind like at like adam sandler's like later movies where he just like films in hawaii because he just Wants to hang out with his friends. <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Uh this one's set in Hawaii. Oh, really? Why? Uh because okay. like <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna go to uh Indianapolis in February?
0: I'm like, nope. Okay. Uh <laughs> th- th- I want to see that out of a Sandler movie. Um yeah, we, we really like that uh the season two. Like the season two, the ending, I think like I think we were kind of like left wanting a little more. But I think that was maybe Mike White's intention, you know, like uh, in that first season, there were really no like unanswered questions, you know, um, the second one, there were still like, a there were still some things that were left out of the narrative, but it's, it's kind of cool to kind of like come to your own conclusions and really get there on your own. Um, but yeah, I, we thought it was, we thought it was great. Um, Everyone yeah. is. Everyone in it is crazy good. Like,
1: yeah, it's really, it's, it's, uh, absolutely worth watching. Yeah. Have you been watching
0: The Last of Us, bro? Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. So, are you, are you caught up? Yes. Okay. So, was one of the most gorgeous hours of television I've ever seen. So, I can't think of his name, but Nick Offerman's. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, yeah, rec- yeah, did you uh, recognize him?
1: He's the man from season one of White Lotus. My man, I recognized him immediately. He was my favorite guy in White Lotus season one, and like I was like, so then watching, and he shows up in, in episode three of The Last of Us, which is now cons- like there's a lot of buzz currently. What uh at, at time of recording, this is like the best episode of television ever. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it, it's uh, it's probably up there. Um and this so, dude, you're looking up his name right now. I so, know you are.
0: <laughs> the the actor's name is Murray Bartlett. Is he a New Zealander or Australian guy? Or is he American? Let's take a look. He is from Sydney, Australia.
1: Boom. Okay. Okay. I knew it. Because his, his Australian accent in White Lotus is is amazing. And like and then his He did
0: it so well in The Last of Us.
1: In, in The Last of Us, he's you know an American and like Yeah, it's there, but he has a a certain specific cadence. I am Doctor Strange. I live (laughs) in Manhattan. You know, like a little like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, I have to go to this dinner party. It's only a few kilometers, I mean, miles from here. Like, all right, dude. (laughs) Greenwich Village, my ass. Uh, But yeah, he's so good. And anyways, The Last of Us is like crazy. Content warning: If you have kids, or if if any of your loved ones have ever been turned into mushroom zombies, uh, but but uh, it is dope, and I am hooked now, especially after that episode with the great Nick Offerman and what's his name, Murray Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. Woof! Where'd this guy come from? He he's he better get all the Emmys and 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 get all the work in the world because he's uh,
0: stupendous. That's that's what I that's what I've heard. Like they're you know like they're just like give. Offerman or whoever and and Bartlett you know and whoever wrote this that episode all the awards because it was like it was stunning it was like stunningly shot acted mm-hmm. it, was just, it was beautiful it was beautiful
1: yeah gorgeous gorgeous are, are you a oh. fan
0: what, who who's the uh, artist that they
1: play on the piano and then play at the end Is, oh Linda uh, Ronstadt Linda Ronstadt are you a fan are you familiar at all
0: oh. One one of the great one of the great voices of the twentieth century. Um, Is that right? I, I'm not too familiar now. She she's amazing. Um, so originally from Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, and went out west to to L.A. and you know got a band going. I think the band was called the Stone Ponies, and then kind of like went solo, and then got a band together that consisted of Glenn Fry on acoustic guitar. And Don Henley on drums. Are these, these names? These names these, sound
1: familiar. The, the, are those like Eagles members?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Why well, about that? I know what things are. So, yeah. So she got this like band going, and then the guys were like, "Hey, I really like jamming with you and writing songs with you. Let's start our own band." And they became the Eagles. <laughs> so. Oh shit. She's really done it all. Like she's just like she. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think her her mother is latina um and and so she had a song or her mother or her father um uh and so she did a song called she did an album called canciones de mi padre which i think means like songs songs for my father or songs of my father and she sings the entire album in like traditional like mexican um uh vocal stylings and it's 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 Amazing. She did like a stage career where she like acted and sang with like Kevin Klein. She's wow. She she she's the real deal. There's a great um there's a great documentary on her uh that I really want to plug. It's called Linda Ronsat, The Sound of My Voice. If you're listening and you want to dive of like an amazing singer, check it out. The, the sound of my voice, killer.
1: Uh the, the song in The Last of Us. Um, it's, it's, it's like the, the, this season's equivalent to Master of Puppets from Stranger Things or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. like, like it's going to go viral in a hot minute. And like, even like Discogs is like, Hey, the, here's the album. Here's the album. <laughs> like, pushing yeah. it. like, like did you see that one? Cause we saw it too. Holy hell. Uh, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if your, eye, if your eyes are dry, keep scrolling, but if they're wet, here's your links. Like, cause yeah. that episode, like, I'm like, you know, cause I've, have you ever played the game last of us
0: it's based on a game I, I never have um I know it's beloved though yeah
1: um, and I guess they're staying pretty close to it or whatever yeah oh, that, yeah um my, my our man Pedro pascal oh,
0: he should be that.
1: he should be our crush um
0: I love that but
1: and, and like the kid I don't know where oh, I don't know how they find these like teens that are so good at acting. So, unbelievable
0: Bella ramsey. Uh, she came out um, in Game of Thrones. Uh, oh. She was like, she was Lyanna Mormont in Game of Thrones and she was kick ass. Um, she's like this like little like 14 year old who's like the last of her family. So she's like in charge of like a house and like she's like ordering around big burly grown men and she's out there fighting, like killing ice zombies. She's She's badass. I really like uh, Bellerin. So
1: in Game of Thrones, she was uh, an orphan with dealing with older men fighting zombies. Yeah,
0: she's, <laughs> she's per- she was perfect for the role. <laughs> she's got some real
1: range, man. Oh, and, and Pedro Pascal was on uh, Game of Thrones uh, too. Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, I just thought I'd bring that up because, like, holy hell, That I watched all three episodes last night Oh and wow! I stayed up and I was like, "Well, I was like, I was like, I'll, 'I'll wait till like a few of them drop, so I don't like get uh upset waiting.'" And then my buddy was like, "Episode three, episode three! Oh my god, oh my god!" And then the whole internet was like exploding. I'm like, and I saw, you know, some photos like, "Oh, Nick Offerman! How about that?" And I was kind of bummed that it, that it was spoiled for me because I don't think anyone knew he was going to be on there. And then I watched, I watched, you know, episodes one, which which was devastating and starts in Austin, Texas. Hey. How about that uh where where we're currently located and then they go to Boston blah 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 and like just it's just tragedy and all this stuff and then episode three is just this gorgeous um contained tale but also like the, when it what the reveal that that he that Joel Pedro Pascal is at that little dinner party or whatever And yeah. just, the camera turns I'm like, oh my God they knew each other oh my God oh my god my god okay uh well so I, I lost it yeah
0: well remember in the first the first episode when They're talking about, oh yeah, like what what is the he has the book of like um like the billboard charts or something like that. Yeah. And they're and they're like, okay, so what is they play a song from each decade to like signal and they're like, what does the 80s mean? And they're like, trouble. Yeah. So like as they're as they're walking away, there's that great shot where it cuts back to the apartment and the radio is playing depeche mode. And so mm. you like, Is that what the song
1: it? was at the end? Yeah,
0: uh, previous what's the episode. Song, what song was it? artist yeah, yeah, yeah. Depeche
1: Mode. <laughs> what's, what tra- what what the Depeche Mode track was
0: it? I think it was an early one. Um, Never let me down again. Mm. That wasn't on Violator, I don't think. <laughs> okay, but no, it's it's a great show. Absolutely, I'm really, it's it's just really really well done.
1: Yeah, it's it's good 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 stuff uh have you have you seen anything recently Uh, maybe even from the 90s nothing
0: nothing really the the one that really sticks out to me though is empire records
1: (gasps) okay everybody jake saw empire records for the first time
0: i'd never seen this movie before have you heard about this have you heard about this movie yes i've heard about it
1: i've seen it many many times it was a uh like a um my old roommate becky uh friend of the show becky friend of the show becky sunday morning hangover classic I'd go to the store, get Becky a Diet Coke, and myself whatever I needed, and we'd stay on the couch all day and watch Empire Records. Damn the man Save the Empire. Like, like this is an infinitely quotable movie. Uh what did you think of Empire Records for the first time?
0: Oh, it was a blast. It was like it was like 90s weirdness, uh you know, with this the staples, you know, he had the great soundtrack, you had the the zany characters, and then the the dark turn that so often you got in 90s movies. Um, and then it just picked back up again. Uh, I loved it. I, I can't believe I'd never seen this movie.
1: It's odd to me that you missed that one because it's such a musical uh, movie and there's so, like it's, it feels like right up your alley. I know. I.
0: Uh, so you've got the Cranberries. You've got Cracker. You've got Better Than Ezra, Toad the Wet Sprocket. And my personal favorite... Gin Blossoms which, which plays at a really perfect point uh in the movie but I added Gin Blossoms to our list of albums to to discuss for the show. Bill um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was killer. I it filled a very big blank spot in my uh my 90s movies uh, uh um history. So it felt good to check check that one off.
1: Uh, the other night a friend of mine were hanging out and we we're talking about how this like you know uh you know the Oscars are coming up and like all these movies that are pretty dope or are, are like, nominated you know like your banshees of vanhirrin which is dope I recommend um, you know your fableman's the Spielberg su- pseudo but um, autobiographical kind of movie and memories kind of thing and, and uh, uh, you know everything everywhere all at once and then like of course and like uh and the whale, and like, because we're approaching the Fraser's dance. Brendan Fraser is back. <laughs> we, I don't know if I, I think. The... <laughs>
0: I think I know where this is going.
1: <laughs> so I, we both agree that I don't that we don't have the emotional capacity to see the whale currently. So we went home and we, uh, we watched Encino Man, classic. It was that or Airheads, and you better believe I'm gonna watch Airheads again after this we had a good old time watching Encino Man, laughing her fucking asses off. It's so weird and very nineties, and everyone's shitty. The main character is shitty. He's like, I'm gonna use this caveman to be get popular.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, it's so pa- odd. Polly Shore is like the only like almost genuine person starting off in the movie because Sean Astin just wants to use him to get with what's the girl's name? Is it Robin? Bro, I don't remember the girl's name. She's in like a, two two scenes. He's got a my, crush a, on...
1: Yeah, yeah, Robin, yes, yes, Robin. Wow, well remembered then. Holy shit. Is it with a Y? I wonder if it's a rectum. It's uh, with a Y. To... <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's a re- reference to Robin, the pop singer in the 90s.
0: Oh, weird connection. Robin Tunney is also in Encino Man. She's the one that thinks Link is hot. She's like, I think he's dope. Oh um, yeah! Oh, she's an Empire. She's empire, a, a shock yeah. me, shock
1: me, shock me. Sinead um- yeah. She shaves her head and shit. Wasn't she in?
0: Was she in the craft? She was totally in the craft. Woo! With with a uh, uh, icon of sipping mimos, Nev Campbell,
1: the great Nev. Nev, we miss you. Miss Give you. Your chance.
0: <laughs> but you're always welcome on the show. Please come nope. on. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Nope.
1: I'm sorry. I've closed <laughs> off my my the door and my heart. You, you you got you guys chat. It's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm not gonna do it. No, of course. Oh my god! Enough, <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: I love. It. I and Man is one of my favorite movies of the '90s. Like, there's like all those lists where you you know you have your like your right the right ones. You know you you have like your pulp pictures, your Shawshanks. Um, uh-huh. i think you're like goodfellas and you, too and then you
1: have your encino man
0: <laughs> for me it's encino man babe it's encino man <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a
1: list um well, yeah, I we had a good time fraser god damn what a slab of beef that dude was and like his act we're just like wa- i like, watching his acting he's, he's like okay you're a caveman he's like okay got it and and oh and kiki kwan is in the movie too the uh, the dude from um uh, everything everywhere all at once yes uh which if
0: have you seen it yet god damn it dude uh gorgeous movie
1: oh okay excellent um and, you know he's short round from indiana jones he's data from goonies it's like they're up <laughs> like they're both up for oscars this year it's so fucking dude. gorgeous it's so beautiful um, what a beautiful time to be alive
0: i know it's probably going to be between frazier and austin butler for elvis um, no no
1: no no did you see
0: elvis i did did you like it that much? Oh no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like just I'm making my predictions. I'm Okay. I didn't I didn't care for Elvis, but I also don't care for a lot of Boz stuff. Um mm. so I know that's controversial. I Roman and Juliet, iconic, you know. I really I like that one, but I I really have to be in the mood for like for his style, you know. Can I tell you something? What's up? I agree. Yeah,
1: I think it's uh it's it's um flashy to the point of exploitive. Like his, okay, his shit, it's just so ridiculous and like also uh, I I've talked about it on the show before. I I'm just done with biopics of musicians. Like yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're not we're not gonna get this right. Like why are we? What are we doing? It's it's so silly. All these dumb actors are gonna go method with it. Like Austin Butler can't get the voice out of his throat anymore. Like he's just like guys, no, he just talks like Elvis. He's gonna get a, have to get a new role to like snap out of it, you know. Finally,
0: I, I don't know. I saw he was he's supposed to be in the new Dune. Like, so is he? Is he? Is uh, he? I, think so. I think
1: so. I think so. I thought they. I thought they shot both of those uh, at the same time. Is he really? Oh my god! I could totally be wrong.
0: I that could have just been a meme I saw, and I'm quoting incorrectly.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> it like, hey man, this desert plants
1: crazy. Oh my god, these sand worms are huge, baby. That thing is huge. That's a, pretty, that's a pretty good Elvis, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh. <laughs> Thanks for the layup on that one. Oh, my God.
0: Arrakis, yeah, man. I... It's fucking crazy. Elvis was alive when the Dune book was published. So there's a very real possibility that he read Elvis it? read Dune. And... You know, this Frank Herbert guy. Whoa, that's some crazy ideas, man. Hey, man,
1: well, I can play in Atreides. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I. But long story short, I am rooting for Brandon Frazier. I, I know he's he made some like some movies I haven't seen in like, like the early aughts. Um, but he played such a big part of my childhood. Um, yeah, from Encino Man to, um, Blast from the Past, The Mummy. um, Yeah,
1: I think I had I had aged up a little bit out of the Mummy thing, but my friends liked it fine, and like I was I was moving on to like the comic book stuff, and then but uh. I that I always had a special place in my heart, you know. With like, what, what was, and see the man in Airheads and and all that good stuff, man. I think he's incredible, and I, it it's lovely to see a comeback story. And I know this is the age of a nostalgia, and we're on nineties podcast and all this, like. But I don't think it's quite like he's not getting a nostalgia award. And neither is uh, Kiki Kwan, who is just electric and everything everywhere.
0: I saw this great post about. It was a picture of Harrison Ford hugging uh, Kiki Kwan. And it. and it says like, and it's, have you seen the round table? The actor's round table they do with like Vogue, I think.
1: I've seen, I've seen a clip of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead. And
0: he, and, and is it Juan? That, that's his.
1: I think it's yeah, Kiki Kwan, I believe. Oh, I Kwan, believe. Kwan I'm, sorry. I, I believe, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: No, I, mean, I want to make sure. I didn't. We're going to get
1: some. I'm about to get some French names wrong later in the episode. So we'll <laughs> I promise
0: he he talks, he brings up Encino man, which is yeah. fantastic. And then Adam he, Sandler's on it too. Who is of course was an airheads with him. So it's like, Oh, forget it. Yeah. There's a, there's, it's this great picture of Harrison Ford hugging a uh key uh, Ki Ki-Hui Kwan, And it says, when I met Harrison Ford, I I hadn't seen him in 30 years. And He saw me and he said, Are you short round? Which is the character he played in Temple of Doom. And he said, <laughs> and I replied, Yes, Indy. And he gave me the biggest hug. And he just and you can see in this picture, Harrison Ford, who's like famously grumpy, uh yeah, has yeah. the biggest smile on his face, uh, hugging yeah uh his friend that he hadn't seen in such a long time. And so yeah, I'm I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the cast of Encino Man at the Oscars this year. Yeah. And uh, Michelle Yeoh, of course, and Jamie Lee on, Curtis. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, Michelle, I hope, I hope uh, everything everywhere cleans up house. I sat a bunch of friends down on my couch that you're looking at behind me and made them watch everything everywhere. Within 10 minutes, everyone's bawling their eyes out and excited for the what the rest of the movie and is going to be. And it, it's just... You know, I said it before in the show, like it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, oh my God. It's like back out in theaters, it's back out at Alamo this week. Just catch it. It's so, it's it's just divine. It's divine.
0: Beautifully put. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Everyone in it is just off the rails. I've been a Jamie Lee Curtis head since the late 90s, I think the first time I saw Halloween. yeah, so I'm really pulling... I mean, I think the ones I saw... You know, Banshees, incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen The Whale, but...
1: I haven't either. Is, is it even out yet? I don't, I don't even know if it's playing. I don't think so. But really keeping um, that one close to the vest seems to be. Mm.
0: But it's Aronofsky. Uh, yeah, who's usually. sorry? <sighs>
1: yeah. uh,
0: what? what uh,
1: heart- heartbreaking? Is that what you're going to say?
0: Heartbreaking? Harrowing?
1: harrowing Um, truly yeah yeah
0: yeah i always get him kind of like him and uh pt anderson is it pt anderson Mm -hmm. Uh, i always get them mixed up because i feel like both their movies are kind of like in that they tell stories of like people that are really going through it uh i feel like aronofsky's are maybe a little bit more psychological
1: um you described when we when back when we covered train spotting you described train spotting as harrowing a harrowing movie yeah uh no heroin pun intended but i think it's disturbing we can just say that like yeah uh, aronofsky does disturbing very well i mean he fucking made requiem for the dream what a disturbing movie yeah um yeah
0: he did uh, the mother and then black swan so i
1: love black swan
0: i definitely have to be in like that a a certain like mind space to process and you know take in those movies yeah so, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for though, and and specifically Michelle Yeoh from uh, Everything, Everywhere, Everywhere, All at Once. She's, um, she's incredible, yeah. She's incredible, and she's been in the game, I think, for, like, 40 years, she said. She she used like to do that. shit
1: with Jackie Chan back in the day. Like, oh, my God, she's, like, been a martial artist and, a, and, like, a dance person, like, for the longest time, and she's incredible. Uh, crouching Tiger, she's insane.
0: That's right, and it's, like, all kinds, she's not a triple threat, she's all kinds of threat, you know, she's Amazing, amazing actor, amazing stunt person. You know, it's it's certainly justifiable to say that she's not just a girl. <laughs> Nailed it! Hey, here we go. My eyes I'm exposed My album this week uh, is No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom, which came out on October 10th, 1995. So this album is celebrating its 28th anniversary this year, if you can believe it or not.
1: I can believe it. Wow.
0: So this album, uh, let me see, is the third studio album by No Doubt. Members of No Doubt include uh, guitarist Tom Dumont, Drummer Adrian Young, bassist Tony Canal, and lead singer—you might have heard of her—Gwen Stefani, the icon, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Um,
1: so, if, if listeners recall, canonically, I live in Stefani Manor.
0: This is true. This is true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> canonically, if you're paying close attention to the show.
0: That was so good. That was such a good callback.
1: I, I remember the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Elliot, what, well, I won't even say thoughts because this is an album that has been around for the majority of my life. Um, Elliot, oh. what are your, what are your first memories of No Doubt?
1: Uh, I remember they, they, first of the scene and it was a lot of fun and like it was uh i was in high school and there was this big old ska revival i want to circle back to that in, in a second um like uh cherry pop and daddy's brian setzer orchestra like, like there was like a uh school dance where everyone wore like cool hats and suits and like canes and like, stuff, like, stuff like that like zoot, zoot suit riot yeah yeah and like it was a whole big thing. Like and everyone took was taking like swing dance classes in high school. In high school, can you imagine doing this in high school? Uh, but like, like bed, 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 you know, horn sections and all that stuff. And then like, uh, no doubt was a big old deal on the radio. And like, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Gwen Stefani, you know, uh, Gwen Stefani have a present on the fucking school bus on the way home. And I was like, okay, it's fine. And then uh, a friend of mine, uh, Rob. Hey, Rob. Uh, Shout out, Rob. Uh, Shut up, Rob. Uh, like, c- called me on my house's landline one night. Uh, <laughs> this is pre- <laughs> pre-cell pre phone, kids. And it was like, I've got box seats for no doubt. Do you want to go see them at the Whoa! Van Andela Andel region in Grand Rapids, Michigan? And I was like, well, it's that or, you know, eat Trisket nachos with my dad so I was like, let's go to No Doubt, bro. This is Whoa. May, this is, this is May, 1997. Uh, and so we went and saw No Doubt, and it was a good old time. I looked it up and like uh, the tracklist and everything. Um, they, I was, I was like having a fine time. I was just seeing it like, you know, we was, I wasn't like way into the band. We were like, we we're in like a box. Cause well, hey, Robert uh, had some, well he had some parents, didn't he? Uh, and then is, it, is this uh, the,
0: is this the same box you saw the the Family Values tour in? It might be an adjacent box. Okay. <laughs> don't
1: don't check my white privilege in Grand Rapids.
0: <laughs> no, that was an iconic story when we talked about the Family Values Tour that you went to see it to see Crystal Method.
1: I'm almost certain it was the exact same box. Yeah,
0: dude, uh, that's
1: that's cool. I mean, is it cool? I don't know. I was, you know, a child.
0: Well, uh, when you're, I mean, when you're like a teenager, I mean, I was I
1: 15. Mean, I was 15. I mean, that's yeah. pretty damn cool. It was pretty cool. Um, and no doubt played. I couldn't figure out what the openers were. I don't know if it was anyone I know, but uh, it was it was the it was the Tragic Kingdom tour, and like they closed out with Spiderwebs, and the place went absolutely wow. apeshit, apeshit, and I'm like. This is pretty cool. I remember. I remember, like, as a joke, I was screaming from the the, the balcony in the box, or whatever, like, Gwen, Gwen, and she was like climbing on the speaker boxes and stuff like that. She's all punk rock and like doing crazy shit. I was like, Gwen,
0: Hey, let's <laughs> hang out,
1: man. You know, like like that. No, that was just like party jams like oh that was a fun time yeah, I go home and like everyone made fun of me the next day like oh he went to the no doubt concert What a loser I'm like what are you talking about it was fun <laughs> like yeah alright so that's not cool I'm like why is it not cool again I forget what are the rules of cool I'm 15 so that's like deeply important you know like what are the rules yeah
0: like, yeah
1: no what, <clears throat> which band would you like me to go to like, like third tier friend that I barely know like you're you're giving me shit about. oh you're just jealous aren't you you're just fucking jealous Like, this whole, like, you know, when you're, (laughs) when you're that young, it's, like, very important, like, to, you're, you're, you're standing in the community and all this, and, like, no doubt was, like, cool or or not, like, I don't know, like, there's a girl in it, like, well, yeah, so, yeah, and, like, luckily now, things have changed, and when there's a girl in something, it's totally different, everybody's cool with it, uh, hashtag Captain Marvel, hashtag no doubt in Captain Marvel, okay, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah it, I saw them live and it was a fucking blast and I had a good old time I'm like these guys are fucking great so they're like a mainstay I'm like uh, like you know I, I say this a lot like pool parties uh, barbecues like oh, yeah. you know uh, house parties like like throw some no doubt in there throw, throw any of these what seven or eight big ass singles in your playlist everyone's gonna have a good old time
0: absolutely you never told me you saw no doubt that's crazy I was saving it for this special episode bro no, no doubt there and you talked you, you, you touched on it about how you know they were they had a female you know front woman front person you know and in rock and not just in the 90s that is very rare you know it, it's such a, a you know sadly it's such a male you know centric uh, genre you know even going back to like you know Janis Joplin you know, like, I think that's the first one. Then, Shoplin, maybe Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane, you know, in the 60s. Um, and then, after that, you had, like, Blondie. And then, to really, I I was trying to, I was racking my brain. I was like, who else before, like, Gwen was, like, Gwen Stefani, freaking iconic. Uh, who was fronting main major rock bands? Don't Jack. Joan Jett, that's that's very true. So, that, that's I can't believe I have about Joan Jett. Good call. Um, but they, they the, say
1: that Blond- Blondie was a big influence for No Doubt, yeah. Absolutely,
0: but like on the level of like No Doubt, like when their contemporaries were all male bands. Yeah, that's. I feel like No Doubt reached levels of success that you know it's certainly. Your Joplin's, your Slicks, your Blondie, uh, Debbie Harry, Joan Jets laid that certainly laid that groundwork mm-hmm. to it, it. It made it possible for Gwen Stefani and no doubt. And and I don't want to call them Gwen Stefani and no doubt because they're certainly a group, but something mm-hmm. must be said about Gwen's star power. Like yeah, she, she's a superstar. Um, so I'll say no doubt. I apologize. No doubts level of success it was just just insane they were everywhere
1: yeah it's a big old deal
0: really and so my my first memories of no doubt was hearing like uh don't speak on the radio in san antonio yeah um
1: which is an interesting like first first listen of no don't no doubt because it's like a spanish guitar ballad
0: yeah i know it's a bold statement but top 10 song of the 90s whoa like, huge like I mean Don't Speak was huge like and it was like that 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 it was a weird chord um it starts off the song and then it starts off with like there's a Spanish classical guitar solo in there too mm-hmm. the video where they're filming like a 1940s movie and I, I don't know it was just so good <laughs> for lack of a yeah, better word. Yeah,
1: yeah, So good. Mm. We always have, like, a no doubt, it seems to be. I, I would compare, like, even in my times, maybe, perhaps, like, Carano in the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, even more, I would say, like, Haley Williams in Paramore. Oh, sure. You know?
1: Um, Do you think, like, for a female lead, lead singer-led band, they have to be kind of uh, outrageous to get some attention. I don't want you to agree with that necessarily, but like, like, do you think she was like pushing it to get that sort of street cred?
0: You know, I think that would go for any any front person. Um, Oh, sure, yeah. You know, so if you're, think about like what it takes, like what a front person, so I mean, everyone around you has something to do constantly. You know a drummer does not stop moving the entire set you know well i mean the entire song you know the guitar player bass keyboards in this case the horn section there's they're always they've always got something to do they're keeping the music going you know for any front person you know they've got to engage with the crowd they have to connect with the crowd and that goes for everyone from you know jonathan davis from corn Axel Rose Mm -hmm. these are the you know the greats and Gwen Stefani who certainly deserves to be in that conversation the way she was able to connect with her audience and the audience was able to see themselves in her I think that's what makes a Mm -hmm. good front person
1: um watching live videos love recordings and having seen them way back I you know it's was a while ago but like uh I won't say how many years ago, but it was... I
0: cannot believe you saw No Doubt. that. And We've been friends for like six... <laughs> we've been friends for like six years this spring, and you've never you've never once shared this with me. We've had multiple conversations about music. <laughs> Girl, what you don't know about me? You're just... It, you're, it, you're keeping uh, that flame alive. I like that.
1: I'm a glass onion, babe. You gotta, you gotta pick, <laughs> peels, peel the layers away. You, just like glass onion won't like the ending. <laughs> you're gonna be like <laughs> oh <ugh."> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled into saying no doubt by um, but it was a good old fucking time I'm not you know there's no I, I wasn't like the a deep cut no doubt fan or anything this is their third album
0: it's crazy crazy to me the first two albums um, let me pull those out uh, I, I, I personally have not listened to them a ton but I know they're they're more like ska centric um
1: okay right. uh, asterisk I you, on what, ska <laughs> yeah what so, the fuck is ska
0: okay so ska is a little bit of reggae Yeah. a little bit of punk right and honestly like a little bit of like marching band weirdness
1: <laughs> and s- sprinkle in some bad fashion sense
0: yeah, yeah, it's very fashion. I think played a really big part of of, of ska. I mean, I, I think I saw something where it's like ska music is like ska music is like the musical equivalent of like a thirteen year old boy eating mozzarella sticks at Pizza Hut, or something like that. And Mountain Dew. Uh,
1: <laughs> wait, someone stole my diary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if i wasn't into if i wasn't if i wasn't, if I wasn't at this time I'm so deep into electronic stuff i would have been i would probably would have been waiting this sky like yeah this tempo is fast and this is interesting and there's horns i love i i am a sucker for a good horn section to this day i love it i think it's like a, a good brass section forget it i think it's you've always st- been a,
0: you've always been a real horn head that's that's just your thing
1: <laughs> i don't know if you're trying to make fun of me bro uh, but if you are, uh, I'll take it. It's fine.
0: Never, never.
1: <laughs> okay. But <laughs> there's a big old hornhead over here. <laughs> no, no doubt. We're just, they were clearly having fun. And she was, yeah, quite the, uh, you know, lead. Like, like when everyone's, like, trying to, like, get through the song, she's getting the crowd hyped as shit. She's, you know, she's sweaty and, like, uh, her way too much makeup is dripping, and like, and she's screaming and like, and having a good old time and like climbing the speakers, and and I assume she didn't hear me because otherwise we would have been dating by now. <laughs> uh, #hashtag Lookout Gavin or whatever the hell his name is. You uh, you
0: could have been Gavin Ross still.
1: Yeah, when I was fifteen. <laughs> I don't know about that. Do you like the Chemical Brothers? She's like, uh.
0: <laughs> have you heard Homework? <laughs>
1: You know what my aim would be? Like, I'm studying Japanese in, in high school. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Nihongo O oh, Wakarimasu?
0: She really embraced Japanese culture yeah. as, as a solo artist. And I know there's like a conversation to be had about that.
1: Um, which which maybe we don't need to have here. But like, it, it's it, it's but like from while listening to the album and doing a deep dive on the music videos, that I know you want to talk about like the Japanese thing has been there for a long time. Like she's been really into that culture and like really into that, uh, like, uh, at least the, uh, aesthetics of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Seems to. Um, Yeah. I mean, another, another memory I have is so, uh, if you're listening and you're in San Antonio, you might remember this. Um, they might, hopefully they still do it because it was awesome. So, There was a a high school in San Antonio and it was all girls. It was called Providence High School. And when they would have like basketball tournaments or volleyball tournaments, they would play uh, just a girl during like warm up periods when the game wasn't going on. And I have like vivid memories of being like a like a punk high schooler and being like, oh, that's no doubt that rules, you know, (laughs) (laughs) wait, (laughs) Wow, interesting. This is awesome. Let, 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 let's get into some of the songs. Sure. Uh, did you have any standout tracks? I know there's like three or four that just like hit you over the head. Oh, they're um, all
1: pretty wild, dude. Um, uh, there's like uh, just I, I think I've used the word too many times on the show before, but like uh, undeniable. Oh. Um, like, okay, spiderwebs. Like Come on. Um, uh, I, I saw a review where like Spider opens the album and they, they close it on they close out with that on tour, while Tragic Kingdom, the title track, would open the tour. Like I like welcome to the Tragic Kingdom, which makes sense. Lie. And uh, but on the album they open with Spider close with Tragic Kingdom. So it's just an interesting if you're looking at track order and you're a nerd about that stuff, like I am an interesting choice yeah I wonder if I wonder if that's some like label stuff because they're like oh Sputter ups is the lead single we're gonna open with that because people don't like to click next on albums yeah. um just a girl forget it do you remember this big thing and uh, Captain Marvel
0: I so I've only seen Captain Marvel once and it was a couple years ago I need, I need to go back so it it's featured in it though
1: Heavily, there's a scene in because uh, Captain Marvel, the sorry to bring it back to the MCU listeners, but uh, <laughs> uh, but like th- there's a scene in Captain Marvel where she's like it takes place in the 90s and she famously wears a 9 inch nails shirt and all and, uh, all the male reviewers were like okay name every album you know like that kind of thing <laughs> like <laughs> they all got all mad about it and then like they just they play no doubt it's just a girl as she like annihilates a bunch of aliens to a hallway. And It's fun. It's just a good. This is a good time. Like the that
0: Tell
1: me about this bass player.
0: Oh, Tony, uh, he's nuts. Um, did you did you watch that um, that con the Conan O'Brien video of them performing? I, I did. I
1: did. And what did I text you?
0: Uh, the keyboards are really up in the mix.
1: <laughs> so I, I found out that um, Gwen's older brother used to play keys for them and write all their songs in the last two
0: albums. He actually, like, founded the band. Like, he started the band. I did
1: not know this. I had heard, like, weird drama where, like, she dated a bunch of members of the band. But I think maybe just Ron, the the bass player, I think. Uh, I yeah, don't know.
0: She... So, like, Eric started the band. and Eric, get... Eric Stefani. Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe and... that's whose manor I'm living in.
0: <laughs> and he would get Gwen to, like, sing, even though... She was like real, I think by all accounts, she was real like like shy, really kind of like quiet. He'd be like, no, I need you to sing these songs because I'm writing these songs, so you need you to sing them." And oh, wow. she just kind of like morphed into this like, you know, magnetic, once in a generation, you know, front person and the rest is history. And she dated uh, Tony Kanal, the bass player, for like seven years. Um, yeah. And so, if you watch the video for "Don't Speak," which I love, um, sure. it kind of kind of alludes to that. Kind of alludes to you know the band feeling maybe kind of like
1: almost famous in the background style. you have talked about yeah, this before. yeah. i I'm,
0: I'm one of the out of focus guys. You know,
1: I'm one of the out of focus guys. Yeah. Um, you can see on the cover art, there's a fourth member in the back band. You know, uh, and that's her brother, and he's facing away from the camera. What? I did my research. Did you not? On the cover of <laughs> Tragic Kingdom, there's a guy behind the tree facing away. It's your brother.
0: Whoa! I never noticed that. Man, did you know my... what he did? Because
1: he, he left the album. He left the. Sorry, he left the band after this album, like mid-production, and then he used to practice at his house. I don't want to no, no doubt explain to you, but uh, no,
0: this this is very interesting to me.
1: He left the band. He was writing all the songs and all this, and like he's like he's like I- I'm kind of over it. He was like dealing with his own stuff and all this, and he didn't like rehearsing. Didn't like he, didn't, he certainly didn't want to tour. And they were like, "This band's gonna be huge. We, we got to do this." So Gwen t- took over writing everything. That's why this album like sounds uh, tremendously different from their older stuff. And he he left the band, but Gwen po- pushed for him to be on the cover because he added the keys. But but uh, he left and went to draw for The Simpsons,
0: dude that's right yes oh (laughs) isn't that crazy man what a what a career that man has had like i founded one of the biggest bands of the 90s and early aughts and i'm gonna go draw for the simpsons what a story though holy shit. yeah i think i was watching a something on youtube i think it was uh finn McKinty's punk rock mba which is an awesome youtube channel and he was like, "That's a, I think he said, "Like I think it." I think this was Finn McIntyre. But he was like, "That's a pretty cool thing to to tell to like to tell someone at a party, you know?" Like, yeah, I found it no doubt, and now I drop it to Simpsons. <laughs> like, can't beat that. All right, but no, this one was great. I mean, I I really really enjoyed listening to it. I maybe really appreciate growing up and like having and no doubt on the radio mm-hmm. and i say that when she went solo and did her own thing my mom bought me like no doubt's greatest hits when it came out and i forget what year, and uh i really enjoyed listening to that and it really kind of like opened my eye my mind to a lot of like new sounds kind know, like as you know as the years went on like they kind of explored different sounds like more poppy you know um what they did like like um, I'm feeling hella cool, so I'm just keep on dancing. Like, oh sure that's, yeah that's nuts like I think that album was called Rock Steady. Uh, so yeah, it's just listening to it it just really made me thankful to be able to grow up and be able to turn on ninety six point one San Antonio and hear this hear this music because it was it was really cool to be able to hear like like a woman singing, you know and control it yeah. and, and like having that much presence and power like that was as a kid who as a kid who grew up idolizing you know corn and mud biscuit like that was really cool for me yeah um, and i'm sure uh for a lot of other a lot of other kids to, to hear for sure
1: well okay can we talk about her vocals <laughs> their stage presence alone absolutely her vocals are kind of wild but it's also like the billy joe thing going on
0: right yeah is it she, like you- a
1: california thing what's going
0: on might be it might just be because i mean i feel like ska is very theatrical you okay. know we talked about the clothes you know with the zoot suits and everything it might just be like a remnant of that very like kind of like dramatic like singing style um with the crazy like vibrato that she that she does on a lot of her stuff um <laughs> i I know there is a, there is something to be said about about her vocals, but at the same time, it, kinda like with Billy Joel, like it wouldn't be no doubt without Hey that rhymed. That would it wouldn't be no doubt without those very unique vocals. Cause even today, no one sounds like Gwen Stefani. I think about like Glenn Danzig and the misfits. Right, so versus like Joan Jett and the Runaways, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, uh, hands down, Joan Jett, totally more, uh, more famous than the Runaways. You know, Runaways incredibly influential. You know, all all female. You know, early punk band, but Joan Jett, come on, she's the queen of punk rock. Like she's Joan Jett. You know, then you have like danzig and the misfits dance glenn danzig founded the misfits sang with them for a couple years and then went solo um however blondie
1: Blondie disco punk
0: yeah yeah um but with like like danzig the misfits always stayed in the conversation they went on and of course they replaced him with a new singer um but even though danzig found great success as as a solo singer the misfits were always kind of part of the conversation i know it's different because they had different singers and kind of kept on going but i think it's kind of in that same vein i do hope that you know as wildly catchy and really cool that uh gwen's solo music is i do hope that people will return to tragic kingdom and rocksteady and return of saturn i think is the one that followed this one um and and really Dive into these like amazing, the catchy and like powerful songs for sure. So you know, (laughs) Gwen Stefani famously sings that she's just a girl. She does, yeah. To you, Elliot, I would say, uh huh, I'm a sexy boy.
1: Listeners, Jake crossed his arms when he said that, and I about pissed my parents. <laughs> I'm a sexy boy. <laughs> he says to me.
0: I wish we could do that as a screenshot for the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, we can. We can figure that
1: out. We'll recreate it. Uh, <laughs> all right.
0: Okay. You ready to talk Moon Safari?
1: I sure am. Let's do it. So to begin uh, with, Moon Safari, my album for this week, by Air, parenthetical French guy Air, we'll
0: call him Air. Uh, I will be. Uh, I'll have to admit. Are you gonna do this? rest you going do the rest of this episode in French? No. That would be. That would be.
1: Crazy.
0: Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-huh-huh-huh>. <laughs>
1: Baguette. <laughs> Air, French band. Moon Safari. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to admit, I, uh, this is an album I haven't spent as much time with as I have with previous suggestions. Okay. I knew that I knew that Jake had found it on his own uh, exploration, and I, I do respect that. I was really excited. It was. It's been on my list since the day we started the show. Uh, but it's it's been it's been it's been holding me back because I didn't know it inside and out. I've, I'm more familiar with their later works and some, so, some of their solo stuff that we'll get to in a second. Um, Air, Air is, how about this? Another French duo. They're <laughs> actually from, they're from, yeah, all my guys are duos. I don't know what that's about. Maybe, <laughs> maybe watch uh, Last of Us episode three and you, you have a better idea of what's going on here. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. Uh, they're from Versailles, which is a bit outside of uh, Paris, um, and <laughs> it's uh, n- a, <laughs> here we go, Nicolas Godin and Jean-Benoît Dunkel. That was good. Uh, I, n- really? Uh-huh. Do you think so? All right, I'm trying. Uh, this album has the big single, Sexy Boy, which is in a movie, I think, but who cares Woo-hoo! about that? What, we won't talk about that at all anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm more familiar. I remember uh, Talkie Walkie, Pocket Symphony, Love Two, like their later albums and all that. Moon Safari, I hadn't spent a lot of time with, but I sure did recently. And um, holy shit, it's gorgeous!
0: <laughs> it's absolutely oh,
1: oh, a- astonishing. Um,
0: I, this album is so. Before we jumped on, I was I was commenting to Elliot how both our albums tonight are both just such vibes probably vibes. moon safari more so than than um tragic kingdom uh so so moon safari is such a vibe that i switched from my pineapple and gin juice to a uh to a to a merlot so is uh, this that's just what you need for this album man
1: <laughs> uh, i, I swear i switched from my devil's devil's backbone to uh straight up toilet water only to only to um Punish myself <laughs> for not getting into Mutsafari <laughs> when it dropped.
0: Jake is losing his mind. <laughs> Where did you discover Amor, Imagination, Rev? Better known as Air.
1: All right. Couple things. I've heard the acronym thing too. What what uh, what our, our beloved host Jake just uh, incited is like the idea that air. Is an acronym for a more imagination rev, meaning dream, love, imagination, dream. It's not confirmed, but it works, and isn't that nice? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, like I don't know if it was a clever review one at one point where like they should just call themselves uh, a more imagination <laughs> rev, <really>. um, <laughs> uh, w- which is better than what most. Publications try to categorize their genre, uh, like space pop, uh, you know, like lounge core, which from what I can gather is Burt Bacharach with a drum machine, um, which isn't <laughs> bad. I don't mind. I don't mind that. But just yeah, but they're just kind of their own thing. Like, <laughs> vive la France. Um they, they 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 bring in like some like '60s jazz influence. They bring in like these this like you know '70s and '80s ELO kind of like synth thing going on, you know, electric light orchestra. Like they bring in the vocoder, like it's no one's business. They have a grimy ass bass. Um, I think a it lot is, of vocoder um, on this
0: one, which I
1: love. Uh, but but it's not over the top. I think I think it's Nicola who plays the bass, and it's unbelievable on bass. I hope you enjoyed the bass lines on this cuz it's it's This is like it's um it's a, it's a whole different whole different thing. It's not I, I, this always pops up in the you know best electronica albums of the 90s along with like other other bands and and, and artists because like it's it I think it because it like in a search engine optimization sort of way it gets tagged with these things. But this is a band. these guys are playing instruments and recording them. And yeah, they have a drum machine, but they're electronica like the way you, you know, uh, any any other band might be because they just they have happened to record this electronically.
0: I I would compare them like to modern day like like MGMT, you know. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Two guys. That's... It's it's two guys. They're I, they're not as electronic, but you know it's two guys that it, it's a band you know uh, maybe even like passion pit it's one guy but the music is performed by a group and that's what I, that's what I was kind of thinking those are of course not as smooth as air is, we'll get to it but this is a smooth ass album my lord
1: okay i don't mind those comparisons and those resonate and make sense to me mgmt uh passion pit sure in in the way that They're making kind of synth-driven pop sensibility uh, romantic tunes. But these guys are making, like, they're a little more on the jazz side. They're a little more of, like, blue note, like, um, small room kind of stuff. Like, the synths are muted, and they they are slow. And, like, this is, like, orchestral and cinematic as opposed to, like, Everyone can jump up and down to this at a festival. Yeah. They had a decided aim to be sexy and cool with this. When, when they were coming up, so what were uh, Thomas Bangalter and Guy de Homme de Cristo, Daft Punk, and they, they speak in interviews of Daft Punk, kind of their peers-ish, um, meaning other French duos that are coming up in the, quote, electronic world. They speak of them pretty dismissively. Like, after Daft Punk's homework came out, they're like, everyone, all these DJs started trying to make mimicries of this, and, like, this this became a formula, and we, like, we weren't really into it, so we discovered, like, this kind of down-tempo lounge. If we're going to call it space pop, the emphasis on the word space, uh, there's a motif of space, moon safari, Kelly in the stars, uh, you know, uh, new star in the sky. New Star in the Sky is a track on the album that's about uh, Dunkle having a kid. Like every time a child is born, a new star appears in the sky. Uh, Like they're 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 trying to take you on this like weird, sexy voyage, uh, and and they are just so deeply, deeply, deeply cool about it. If that if that punk is MTV, these guys are VH1. This is a decidedly more mature kind of vibe. You've asked me before, like, when do these bands play? Or when when is, you know, this artist played? This is, you know, Sunday morning. Perhaps on a, you know, in Austin on a frozen Tuesday. Like, yeah. this is the kind of, I, I played I was listening to it outside. And, and, like, you know, freezing my ass off, having a coffee. Like, it was, it, it, it hit the spot. Uh, Jake, what'd you think of Moonzapar?
0: Oh, man. Incredible piece of work. Uh, really Just quite stunning. So, homework, which was a compilation, came out in '97, but it's from stuff like from starting from like '94, '93, up to '97, right? Yes. Okay. So it's really so. I think you said more mature. The the Moon Safari is, and I see that, and that might be because maybe these guys had you know being part of that French electronic scene. Maybe they had an ear to what you know their peers and Daft Punk were doing, because I think we talked about it on our our inaugural episode. Um, But homework is so oftentimes it's not as like cohesive, maybe of a listen. This thing Mm -hmm. just it fits together like Legos. Mm. It's it's just it flows so beautifully, like. From beginning to from T to B. Uh no. <laughs> top to bottom.
1: Yeah. yeah you know?
0: Yeah. It's really quite stunning. Um this is one I in my notes for this one that I so I I texted Elliot like I think a year ago, almost a year ago, and be like, Have you ever heard of Air? You know? And he was like, <laughs> I, th- I think you said like, hands off, that's my album. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I wanted I wanted yeah. to do this one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Don't you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare. This might be like the first album that we've covered where it it walks the line of like, it's not like a rock album, but it could be, take it like like indie maybe. It kind of like walks that line of like electronica and indie rock or rock. It, 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 if I would have done this one, I think it would have worked just as well. Like it's, if, if you've done it, cause it's just, it, it's, it really crosses over quite well what are your thoughts
1: in regards to the podcast if you were to submit this one i would be able to submit okay computer um like in the in that air moon safari is not dance music it's not um you know it's not
0: it's it's not lit uh, you know like it's not like sugar ray either it's it's like right
1: it's it's not underworld and it's it's clo- it's closer to the groove armada of anyone and probably that we've said that we've, that we've covered so far or, or even um hybrid yeah perhaps hybrid with the cinematic strings um but but the tempos are so low perhaps portisette their vocalist is even named beth like it's it's close but i wouldn't call this trip-hop it's like, some, it's like some weird future jazz, future space jazz going on. And here I am, you know, a some dumb term that it's just music, man. It's just air. And, like, we don't have to put it into a certain genre. It's electronic because they've used a tr- electronic elements. Fuck genre. It's gorgeous. And it's worth talking about as a beautiful album in the 90s. It's just so deeply romantic and, like, and... Spacious, and I do believe they take you on a little journey. Uh, do you have favorite songs on here?
0: So, so I've literally hearted every single all 10 songs on <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the release. It's a shorter album from the electronica side of things. It's yeah. in Spotify. It's 43 minutes, 44 seconds.
1: How long is Tragic Kingdom?
0: 59 minutes. Really? Yeah. Just to, this Saturday longer right but this this oh is God. this is it's perfect I can't uh, so I've talked multiple times I think throughout the course of the show about uh, I know he's come up a lot he's one of my favorite um, favorite actors ever Heath Ledger um, he's up there with Josh Hartnett for me um, but he came out in a movie called ten things I hate about you which is based on a Shakespeare. Play Shakespearean play, *Taming of the Shrew*. If I'm not mistaken, uh, in this movie, David Crumholtz and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are um, tricking people to come to a party at Bowie Loganstein's house. They they do so by make, printing out flyers and throwing you know hundreds of flyers down a stairwell in this like beautifully shot like slow motion of these like papers just falling down this this stairwell and the song that plays during this part is sexy boy uh, song two uh on this album which is just insane to me i'll never forget like, like the first time i the first time i saw that i saw this movie god years ago i remember like being instantly intrigued by this song by air because it didn't sound it didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard before in my life. I was like, is that a synth or is that like a really distorted bass? And then that 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 the, the, the vocal, sexy, but it certainly has like a chorus on it. It's manipulated in, in such a way that it just like wrapped me into. The song, and I did not discover that it was this band error so many many years later. But so, long story short, sexy boy, killer
1: uh, Long story long, once I went to the movies.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've literally talked about Heath Ledger in Tin and hit about you like throughout this show, so I needed to give it due justice. Name
1: name one other good movie he's been in. Name one. I dare you.
0: Dark Knight.
1: Oh, right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew that. Hey, I, I'm not going to come
0: watch a Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Heath head. You know this. Uh, Heath head. I'll say my second favorite, though, is Talisman. I adore it. Really? I adore that song. It's
1: interesting. I love it. Oh, I love it. What, what makes you love Talisman so much?
0: I like the chord changes, it starts off with that organ.
1: There's almost some Ennio Morricone going on here, like, like some oh, cinematic yes. kind of western shit going on. Absolutely. Uh, so when, when did you discover the album Moon Safari proper and like dive into it?
0: I think like last spring.
1: Well, did it just pop up on your suggesteds or whatever?
0: Yeah, um, I always try tried- you know being being a co-host of a sip and mimos i want to be as prepared as possible you know i want to be able to like bring something to the conversation because you know as i've said like you know you know you know your stuff and i want to be able to keep up with you know my co-host and honestly i thought this was going to be way more psychedelic just from the album oh. artwork mm-hmm. um, and the fact that they did like they were associated with virgin suicides um they, they did the score of it yeah i thought it was going to be like guitar driven psychedelic kind of like i didn't realize they were french so i thought it was going to be like more like Brit poppy mm-hmm. so when i turned it on and heard uh Le Femme de argent forget fr- it Forgive me if I mispronounce that.
1: Um, You're fine. Did you watch that live version I sent you? Oh, it was
0: gorgeous.
1: Like, Did you watch all eight minutes of it? Because it turns into a beast. And that percussionist,
0: I re- I think it's really cool how they have they're a they're a band, and I think a, a lot of you kind of touched on it too. But they're a group, you know, like they're they're Ooh. able to like reproduce these compositions. You know, with a full band, I think that's I think it's really neat.
1: A lot of my guys are duos, but these guys weren't too concerned with like staying that way. They're like, no, we're gonna need some musicians. We're gonna need a vocalist. We're gonna need, you know, percussionists if we hit the road and blah blah blah. And they did. And their live shows are pretty pretty far out and few and far between.
0: Have you ever have you ever like sneakily seen Air?
1: No, I would tell you if I saw Air, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, that'd be like. Oh, I would tell you that right away. That would be something else. Me having tickets to an air show would necessitate me a, a very like Judd Apatow-esque search 24 in 24 hours of me trying to find a girlfriend, real quick, because because <laughs> this is very sexy, very romantic music, and if you bring a girl to an air band, uh, air air show, I wrote down like like uh, to, to just like surmise air as a band, like th- this is music that you put on a mixtape to court and seduce someone. Uh, it, just, there's no, it doesn't get quite better than this. Like um, one of the best tracks uh, on the album, uh, Kelly Watch the Stars. Oh. Kelly watch the Stars. Fantastic. Ke- Kelly is it's named after Kelly from Charlie's Angels. Um, huh. Portrayed by Jacqueline Smith, who, like, they both these guys um, uh, fell in love with as kids and stuff like that.
0: And they're Jacqueline like, Smith, totally from Texas. No shit. Houston, Texas. Woo! And so, Calista Flockhart from like Corpus, if I'm not mistaken. So, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Can we talk about Remember? The the vocoder on remember, mm-hmm. beautiful. I, I have a vocoder, and I'm do you really? Uh huh. Let's see. It. And this is the sound that I always wanted to like reach, but I never could. <laughs> really? So what do you know about Beth Hirsch? Uh, it looks like it sounds. It looks like she she does vocals on All I Need. Uh, and you make it easy. Um,
1: all I all I need, dude. All I need is like, uh, <sighs> it's when Like she she's doing her like uh, it's a. I mean, I don't I don't want to compare artist to artists like necessarily because I don't think she was going for it necessarily. But like that that's your Gibbons track, like yeah. you know that's your Portishead tune.
0: Absolutely, but it's where Portishead is a little more lo-fi.
1: Yeah, I'm sure these guys it's, are bombed about the comparison, but. Homegirl's name is Beth. So what are you gonna do? But um, yeah. and it's, it's you know, and she sounds a bit like Gibbons. Um, she
0: does, yeah. Big bit. time.
1: Um, apparently, she was a next door neighbor of one of the members of Air, and like, sang at a karaoke party with them. And they're like, "Oh, hey, um, you want to come over tomorrow? Because we're working on like an album that's gonna change the world." Uh, and so she just <laughs> laid down like three tracks, and like, and she's
0: breathtaking. Absolutely, and I'm assuming the guys, they're the other the. The other two guys in the band, they're they're singing everything else with the vocoder, and
1: uh, it's mostly Dunkel doing the the voco vocoder singing, and then, uh um it's that's uh is it Got it? Oh, uh, Godin 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 Godin, uh he's on he's playing that mean ass bass.
0: Oh, it's a tasty bass. It's crazy. It's really
1: wild. Uh, if, you're, if you're a fan of the vocals and the vocoder stuff, I would recommend uh, Dark L. That's Dunkel's uh, solo work. He put it on in like 06 or 08 or something like that called Dark L subtitled. And there's some real jams on there. If you're into like the full-on future pop kind of... <laughs> here I go again with the, fake, with the fake genres. Future space pop, you know, Tundra kind of uh, synth wave stuff, vocoder wave... It is, it, but it's very cool. TV Destroy, uh, you know, um, Friend, there's they some dope, dope tunes on that on that album. It's very good. We've said before, these guys went on to do uh score version Virgin Suicides. They, they show up, one of their tracks, uh, Alone in Kyoto shows up in um, uh, Lost in Translation. Their, their cinematic qualities uh, helped them get a lot, get into a lot of soundtracks and help some movies out.
0: Absolutely, I, I can totally see that. Um... I talked about talisman that man that one to me is i keep on going back to that one that song that's the song even though i i think i feel like i talk about sexy boy every three episodes so i'm kind of i've kind of learned how to play music by ear um so i could totally be wrong by this but i'm a sucker for like a minor chord into a major chord into a nudge a nudge another major chord Oh, okay. And I think that's the chord change going on in that song. It's the chord change in uh, Eagle Lie Cherry's Save Tonight, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh um, god damn it. But it's so cinematic and it's got so many qualities of a lot of the a lot of my favorite electronic albums that we've listened to. If we end up doing our end of year list, this one's gonna be a really really big contender for for best of, uh, because I I really, 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 really like this album.
1: (laughs) Jake, when would you uh, play Air? Like what social situation would you play it?
0: I would probably play it if I was having like a, if I was hosting a party and things went like, things went like a little later. uh, And it (laughs) seemed like,
1: (laughs) Is it like, is it a, uh, (laughs) okay, get the hell out of here album? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: no, like we're, it, we're clearly trying to, trying to close down the night. Kind of.
0: No, that's that's. I'll just be straight up and just put like semi Sonic's closing time. <laughs> like, like I love hanging out with you, but come on now, you know. Uh, let's be
1: let's be reasonable.
0: <laughs> but if it's like, uh, guys, it's eight forty
1: five p.m. This is crazy.
0: I'm a notoriously early, early to bed. Uh, so if it hits eight forty-five, um, we're <laughs> we're putting on air. No, <laughs> so,
1: I'm I'm on four minutes borrowed time right now. If I'm if I got my <laughs> time
0: wrong. Uh, no, I would say if it's like if it's like a chill evening, everyone's kind of if there's like multiple like conversations going on, people are like you know talking catching up, you know, and I didn't want to do something that was, that was like. You know, catching like, oh man, yeah, but it's just something to kind of like uh, help supplement conversation, enhance yes. the yes. Uh, enhance the warmth of a room. Ah, uh, beautiful. I would, I would put on Moon Safari because it, because I know that I know that it'll, it would envelop those around me. And I could sit by myself and just like listen to it and take it all in because, yeah, I I adore this one. I know I said I've said adore before, but this was stunning, just fantastic. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I was actually actually recently at a uh, brunch get together and like you know it was an earlier brunch, you know, meaning like eleven a.m. or whatever. The host was looking for music to play, and I was like, "Air Moon Safari, drop it." And then, uh, yeah, perfection. It's perfect. Sunday morning, we're all we all had a good weekend. Let's talk about it. Kind of music. It's beautiful.
0: If you were doing like, so you talked about putting on little fluffy clouds after a, a long night out, and you're like chilling out. I would put like Boon Safari on. I would cue the whole album up, and then put on little fluffy clouds.
1: Mm. And like chill out this 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 album is like we've got coffee brewed there's croissant there's croissants there's a cheese spread it's we're we're easing into our sunday uh it's a,
0: it's a, it's a very sunday album it's a sunday album baby yeah big it's a sunday like get driving to a brunch driving to meet friends you know the sunlight shining through the trees into your car you're taking in the city fresh from the new day
1: you've got like a a, a killer outfit on you're feeling very french like your hair's fucking fucking flowing you got like some dope ass shoes on you're about to meet some friends and some acquaintances for lunch and you're gonna look good dude and you're gonna you're gonna order something fancy perhaps a mimosa perhaps something else and like in this is playing, and this place is like dimly lit, even though the day is just starting. It's it's just romantic. It's poetry. It's beautiful.
0: It's it's, ama- it's It really is amazing. Um, and what what's really cool is I'm interested to see when Phoenix uh, came about because I have a feeling they are from like the same period. And if that's the case, kudos to. France for producing some really amazing bands from this time. Uh, Yep, 1995, Phoenix is formed. So there's a very real possibility that Phoenix was hanging out at some early Daft Punk and air shows, which is pretty damn cool. Are you a Phoenix fan? We haven't talked about Phoenix.
1: I don't know if you're jerking me around right now or not? Uh, you you know me. I don't jerk. Um Phoenixos is a French band. This is correct. You're not jerking me around right now?
0: No. What's up? Uh
1: but they formed of course like you know earlier. Um Phoenix, you know, took a took a while to break through and become this, you know, huge thing that as they are now. They're coming to town with back right now. Holy shit. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Phoenix is considered to have started in, like, you know, like, uh, for Salmon like, 97, but, like, they formed earlier than that. And there were two members of the band Phoenix, Tomas and Guy Manuel, and they were kicked out of the band. After the first reviews of Phoenix, the band uh, were set to print, and the reviews said, these guys are a bunch of daft punks. So Tomas and Guy Manuel left the band Phoenix and started their own duo uh, as Phoenix went Stop. on to do went on to do other things.
0: Stop Tomas and
1: I, Guy Manuel became no. Daft Punk.
0: Stop!
1: Are you serious? Daft Punk used to be part of Phoenix, yeah.
0: <gasps> <laughs> Bro. Man, I will drink to that.
1: <laughs> Why do I stream cap? Okay, guys, god damn it.
0: <laughs> when you said Tomas and Key Man Well, I was like, hold on. I know it was three years ago now, but
1: That hold could be on. anyone.
0: <laughs> 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 I had no idea. So the guys in Daft Punk Used to, used to be to in be Phoenix. A-
1: Just like um Fucking Stefani's brother playing the synth and writing the tunes,
0: and then going to draw for The Simpsons. That's
1: why on the, the album Homework, there's a track called Phoenix. Just take it in, take it in, take it, take, give it, give it as much as much time as you need.
0: Man, uh, I man, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been like as like stunned on sipping mimos as I am tonight. January 31st, 2023. I am blown away. That's going to be my new favorite thing to share with people like in public. Like, hey, man, do you know guys in Daft Punk He's a to be Uh, Phoenix?
1: I remember, like, I probably told this story before. But when I was living in New York, I was the DJing at a bar one night, and, like, no one was there. I'm like, where is everyone? Like, oh, they're at the Phoenix show. And I just, like, got texts, like, like uh, from friends that were at the Phoenix show at Madison GD Square Garden. And for the encore, Daft Punk shows up and plays a set, <laughs> like, like, are you out of your mind? And like, like they no. do a curtain call together. It, it, it's you know, I'll, I'll send you a video link to it. It's insane. Or okay. like they play a, they play a song with Phoenix. It's 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 insane. They play they play harder, better, faster, stronger with Phoenix as the band.
0: Okay, I would have remembered that.
1: This is uh, we're we're talking, uh, Vive la France, Fr- French music and French. uh, bands and and is, is that not the craziest shit ever that's insane isn't that wild dude i mean always well 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 here we go we're talking about uh you know we're talking about with no doubt lead singers leading leaving bands or de- uh ozzy leaving black sabbath or lee le- quote leaving black sabbath yeah um you know joan Jett going solo uh you know uh and and Gwen Stefani of course going solo and doing her own thing and like uh, kind of leaving that band behind i hope they're doing all right someone do a check on the members of no doubt i hope they're okay
0: okay i so i've never seen no doubt um but the guys in no doubt totally formed a like different like a like a new band uh with oh. Dave, with Davey Havoc of no uh, uh, i'm sorry of uh AFI they're like um they're like a, a really fantastic. Like uh, they started off hardcore, then they went to this like goth industrial, and then they just really, yeah. Um, so oh, I um,
1: love that.
0: No doubt. I mean, AFI they have some albums in the nineties that we'll we'll get to eventually, but Ooh. AFI is one, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. But so the guys, so um, Adrian, Adam, and Tony the bass player, guitarist, and drummer of No Doubt formed a band with Davey Havoc of AFI called Dream Car.
1: Dream Car. Everyone look up Dream Car. Give them the clicks. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I want sh- sh- to check this I'm going to look this up immediately.
0: I got to see him at Austin City Limits Festival a couple of years ago. Yeah? Uh, and they were they were awesome. It was – because as – I mean, as iconic as like Gwen is, was, and is – Tony Kanal, like he's, he's a presence on stage, you know, like Adrian, uh, Adrian Smith, uh, I'm sorry, Adrian Young, Adrian Smith, I think is from Iron Maiden. He, you know, he would play, he would play sets like in like thongs with his hair spiked up, like crazy, like, and then like um, uh, Tom Dumont, the guitarist, he would play these like, like flying B guitars. And I remember as like a young, starting off musician I would see these guys and be like really <laughs> like like wow they look cool you know so um but yeah dream car um they were they were awesome live so yeah okay <laughs>
1: good to good to know I'm gonna take, I'm gonna check that out can we get down on the show
0: oh I would man just to just chat with the, the crew from no doubt I would die um but no uh thank you for bringing air finally to the show I'm yes this this is one I'm going to return to. Um, So would you, would you buy the vinyl? You you mentioned playing some deep cuts off tragic kingdom. Uh, So you, and you already have a, a a seven inch. Hello. Uh, You already have. (laughs) So you already have hello, an an air single. (laughs) Um, Would you buy? So I know you, would you buy moon safari? I Uh, want their
1: discography, dude. I, yeah. I, I, I uh I want all of it like uh, um didn't you last episode you pulled out you have uh virgin suicides
0: so that's, that's it's not their score it's like the it's like the like the music that appears so uh, like, like stakes come sail away so like the like 70s songs that populate the movie um
1: oh okay it's not their okay. It's not. They, they put they put that up. Okay, okay. A year later,
0: All right. Um, which is <laughs> which is still cool. Uh oh, typical. That's cool. fine. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I would I would like to track down that Virgin Suicides um score for sure. Yeah. Um, th- their other stuff is dope. Um, yeah,
1: Again, I'll recommend Dark Hell, like solo work. Awesome, and uh, yeah. Any, anything these guys touch is like perfectly produced and like be- be- beautifully recorded uh if you're into them i would check out zero seven the band um and then uh, also uh a- another duo called kruder and dorfmeister which we might just get to on on the show but it's like a three-hour lesson
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so I, w- I wouldn't do that to jake i mean
0: awesome man. yeah um would you would you if you found a copy of tragic kingdom in the wild uh would would you pick it up
1: i absolutely would yeah yeah I mean like it's 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 it's, it's almost at this point like a silly question like would i pick up the vinyl yeah i'd pick up that vinyl um and uh my if i saw like an like a like an og like a original pressing yeah. tragic kingdom can you imagine <sighs> the pops and cracks on it and then, like you know, go to a gig and it's dro- like, in the middle of a drum and bass set, just drop spiderwebs. People would lose their shit.
0: Yeah. So, yes, buy the album, stream no doubt, stream air, and be grateful that we live in a time where Gwen Stefani is making music and fashion and art because she's an icon. All <laughs> right. So, I think it's safe to say, um, no doubt and air are awesome so like we said stream their stuff take it in enjoy it it's really special uh and we think you'd really like it um but for next time ellie and i have got something cooked up really special for y'all i know personally i'm really excited to talk about uh this next artist he is one of my all-time favorite Um, singer songwriters uh, artist uh, interpreter of songs Um, interpreter of
1: songs
0: oh yeah Uh, and we'll see a lot of that on this album Um, I've been kind of obsessed with this person uh, since about 2004 so we're pushing like 19 years now Um, and I'm really really excited to talk about this particular release so Elliot yeah Next time, yes, we we will be talking about Johnny Cash's American Recordings, released April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety four, and this is the first album he did with Rick Rubin. J- Johnny this is actually, Cash. This is our first country record on Sipping mimos. Johnny Cash.
1: Yes, sir. I I I am i do i'm at a loss this is his uh cover album that he placed out la- late in life
0: yes yeah, so this is later career johnny uh this is when he was working with rick rubin it's a uh pretty much mainly um acoustic album um he's got songs um by nick lowe on there chris chris we talked about Glenn Danzig earlier. He's got a song by Danzig, uh, Leonard Cohen, and Tom Waits. Um, this is a game-changing album, a, a, a beautiful album, and I'm really, really excited to hear what your thoughts are. How are you going to drop this on me, man? This is this is a this is an album made by a man facing his mortality. This is an album made by a man that has gone through the ringer um, and it's a, it's a beginning of the road to salvation for Johnny Cash. Super stoked. Just talk about it for the show, man.
1: Jake can't see my face. Cause what the fuck am I supposed to do against Johnny
0: Cash? I'd recommend listening to this album at dusk solo staring out a window Maybe drinking like a nice whiskey or an Elliot and just <laughs> letting it wash over you. Uh, this is a gorgeous collection of songs. And oh man, I'm so excited.
1: Wow. Holy hell. Okay. I'm very excited to listen to that one. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm blown away. Um, to combat that, combat that, to compare and contrast that, this might actually kind of work in a cool way. Uh, I thought we might uh, finally uh, approach Moby's Play. Oh, which is a gigantic album. It, it was a big old deal in that world. Came out in 1999. Um, there's a lot of samples and a lot of very, uh, I would say, Johnny Cashian samples uh, set to Moby's beautiful synths that he's built so i think that'll be fun to dive
0: into absolutely and this is one of those rare occasions where i'm kind of familiar with this album big time i can see the johnny cash type of vibe with it and also uh, not for nothing gwen stefani famously guest vocaled on a song on this record so we'll be talking about the queen gwen stefani Next time, oh,
1: yeah, Gwen Stefani will return. This is like the end credits of a Thor movie. Yeah, Stefani will return on the next episode of Sip Mimos. Um, Oh, I like that. And I've got thoughts, I've got thoughts on that. I think you know Johnny Cash versus Moby. Oh boy, I feel ill prepared, but um, but excited. Like Johnny Cash is one of those guys that always felt daunting to dive into the discography, you know. I'm like. I don't know, which, you know, there's a lot of best ofs and all this nonsense. Like, I, I don't know. I shall take your hand. And I hope <laughs> you will lead. And I would hope you would lead me through.
0: The Famously, one of the videos, and I can't think of the name of it. It's escaping me. Um, 90s icon. And let, let, let's be real. Forever icon. Uh, Christina Ricci uh, stars in the video. Um, She plays an angel. And uh, thinking of that video reminds me of another 90s icon that I want to really, really showcase this season. So Christina Ricci starred in a movie called Now and Then uh, with one of my favorite actors, Devin Sawa. And as we've as we've talked about on previous seasons, um, Uh I would like to, as of today, Tuesday, January 31st, 2023, I would like to (laughs) extend this (laughs) invitation to Sir Devin Sawa to come on the show and talk about the 90s with us. Pick an album. Devin Sawa, you are our season three crush. And I would not have it. Any other way.
1: Um, Devin Sawa, your life is about to change
0: because
1: we're going f- <laughs> to follow you on Instagram now. Ethan Embry, you out. <laughs> you didn't respond to our DMs. That's fine. Nev, you out. Uh, Adam Driver. Adam, I think Adam Driver. He's he's upstairs complaining about how long the pizza rolls have been taking. Because it's Adam. This episode, <laughs> classic Adam.
0: Devin Sawa, um, I'm famously a huge fan of Idle Hands. Uh, yep. So, so please come on the show and talk about Idle Hands, and um, uh, that would be that would be the bow on my life. <laughs>
1: Devin Sawa, tell me about if you're actually afraid of uh, trucks full of logs now, because that because those movies <laughs> fucked me up. Or or, or uh, uh, Devin Sawa, like if you get on a plane, do people get freaked out because of uh, Final Destination? <laughs> I imagine they do. It must be hard for them to fly now, right? I can I can see that. If Devin Sawa was on my plane, I'd be like, uh oh, <laughs> oh
0: oh shit.
1: here we go again well
0: Well, yeah well this was awesome uh it was great talking about no doubt and isn't
1: it i'm cutting you off i'm just
0: talking over sorry (laughs) and i cannot wait to dive into moby to to what re-welcome moby back to the podcast yeah yeah um and and to dive into johnny cash uh finally um i know we kind of talked about bringing into some country and so i'm really excited to like dive into that um and yeah super excited yeah yeah
1: very excited to dive into johnny cash and revisit Moby's play
0: thank you for listening um if you've discovered the show from uh listening to us talk about green day or prodigy or sasha or, you know, Sugar Ray, thank mm-hmm. you for discovering our show and thank you for listening. I think I speak for Elliot and I. It really does mean the world that you've stumbled onto this show and uh given us a chance. So thank you.
1: We hope you've listened to the albums and like experienced this and like so we can talk about it and it makes sense to you. Uh and I hope you're excited as us for the next episode every single time. Because I, I love it and here we go, Johnny Cash and Moby. Well, we hope you enjoyed Air and No Doubt. Until uh, next time,
0: yeah. Drop us a line at Sipping Memos Pod at Gmail. Um, follow us on Instagram at Sipping Memos uh, Pod. Uh, send us a message. Let us know what you think. Recommend yeah. albums to us. I, you know, sure. we would we would love that. Um, so thank you for listening. And uh, hey, for Sipping Mimos. Hey, Elliot, say sipping. Stay sipping. Stay sipping, you sexy boy.
1: Clink. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, just
0: a, I'm just a girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> later, dude. All right. Later, bud.